them from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number... 877-381-3811 Well I think we uh, are going to have to be prepared for something here folks all of us I've told you before that I believe if the Democrats take the house they will impeach the president doesn't mean they get to remove them in the Senate, which takes two-thirds of the senators. So that won't happen. At least I don't think it'll happen. But if they take the House, they will impeach the president, and they will bog him down in order to protect their agenda, whether it's Obamacare, not securing the border, legalizing illegal aliens, eviscerating the military, further socializing our economy, and so forth and so on. There's just no question about this. And, of course, I warned about this the day after the election. But there's another piece now. I have personally come to the conclusion, after reading leaks today from Robert Mueller's office, the so-called special counsel, that, in fact, he's not building a criminal case against the president for obstruction, But he is building an obstruction case. And what he'll probably do is say that while there's some ambiguity about whether a sitting president can be charged, that he'll argue that the president, in fact, was trying to derail an investigation. And let me tell you how they'll try and piece this together which is repulsive and unconscionable. They'll talk about the Comey firing. They'll talk about the so-called pressure he put on Sessions to stay as Attorney General, wanting to control the investigation. They'll talk about pressure. These are what they'll talk about, that he put on Sessions to try and get rid of the Deputy FBI Director. Uh, They will use the individuals they've already pressured and whose lives they've ruined to make statements that are hostile to the President of the United States as well. Now, this will be used to attempt to criminalize uh, a an administration, in this case uh, the president's conduct, not so much to bring a charge or charges, but to try and destroy him. This is exactly why Robert Mueller has surrounded himself with Democrat and liberal apparatchiks, like his number two guy, Weissman. This is exactly why this guy's stroke who should be fired on the spot, who was head of counterintelligence at the FBI, remained on Mr. Mueller's staff until the inspector general, it was the inspector general, determined 
that he had written these inappropriate texts. So Mueller had no choice. Mueller doesn't care that the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC paid for Fusion GPS and the dossier and the input from the Russians, the real collusion. He doesn't care about that. He's not going to be diverted. Mueller doesn't care that tens of thousands of text messages are missing. And how they know it's 50,000, I don't know. How do you know it's not 100,000 or 47,000? Mueller doesn't care that his former chief investigator, the head of counterintelligence at the FBI, had it out for Donald Trump when he instigated this so-called collusion investigation. Mueller doesn't care at all. This is what I mean and have meant by a silent coup. Because that's exactly what's taking place. That's exactly what's taking place. The extent to which federal law enforcement at the highest levels, federal intelligence departments and agencies at the highest levels, have been contaminated and corrupted ideologically, is far beyond anything I ever imagined as a former official in a prior administration, the Reagan administration. The extent to which the Democrat Party is committed to shredding the rule of law, to shredding an election, to shredding this society, is unparalleled. They don't care about Peter Strzok and what he's done They don't care about James Comey and his serial leaking and what he did, unless, of course, they thought it hurt Hillary. They don't care about any text message or any collection of text messages. They don't care if there are text messages or if 50,000 or so text messages have been lost. They don't care that Robert Mueller has gone far afield from his obligations and responsibilities. Could care less. And this is where the progressives share the mindset of tyrants and totalitarians. I'm sorry, it's true. They don't speak out for civil liberties anymore. They don't speak out for due process anymore, unless, of course, you're a serial murderer, a terrorist, or an illegal alien. When it comes to power, the means don't matter. They want their power back even though they control the federal bureaucracy, even though they control so many of the courts, it's not enough. It's never enough. And it will never be enough. Now here's a piece in the Washington Compost, leaked to the Washington Compost. Nobody even cares anymore that you have federal investigators and prosecutors leaking constantly and repeatedly to the media about individuals who really have no way to react, no way to respond. Carol Lenning and Josh Dossie. Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III is seeking to question President Trump in the coming weeks about his decisions to oust National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and FBI Director James Comey, according to two people familiar with his plans. Two people familiar with his plans 
That would be people who work for Mr. Mueller or leaking to a friendly news outlet, the Washington Post. And why is any official investigating President Trump's constitutional duty, or I should say power, power to oust anybody who reports to him, including Michael Flynn and including the FBI director? Mueller's interest in the events that led Trump to push out Flynn and Comey indicates his investigation is intensifying its focus on possible efforts by the president or others to obstruct or blunt the special counsel's probe. Really? And I thought, Mr. Producer, will you find out when Michael Flynn was asked to leave? Get me a date on that, please. And in the case of Comey, I believe both of these men were removed before there was a special counsel. So how could removing either of those men, certainly Comey was, how can removing either of those men be seen as obstructing or blunting the special counsel's probe? So the Washington Post is all too excited, celebrating already. They don't even have their facts straight. We'll get some more information on this because I'm going to look it up. Mr. Producer will as well. But a president shouldn't have to answer for removing his own NSA director or his own FBI director. Answering to a special counsel who's supposed to be investigating collusion with the Russians. Trump's attorneys have crafted some negotiating terms for the president's interview with Mueller's team, one that could be presented to the special counsel as soon as next week. So now we have a president of the United States. A president of the United States whose future as president of the United States is affected in significant and substantial ways by Robert Mueller who was plucked out of obscurity by a deputy attorney general who was plucked out of obscurity Mr. Mueller, who was hired, and it has been demonstrated time and again, an extremely partisan, out-of-control team of prosecutors. Now, they're going to try and sink the presidency and reverse the course of the election? And those of us who look at this, look on the other side how Hillary Clinton was not only given every benefit of the doubt, there's your true obstruction of justice. Not only by her, but by the senior levels of the FBI. And the Attorney General of the United States at the time, Loretta Lynch. The President's legal team hopes to provide Trump's testimony in a hybrid form, answering some questions in a face-to-face -face interview and others in a written statement. I'm telling you, Mueller's already made up his mind. Because a real objective prosecutor wouldn't even go here. There'd be no reason to go here. Those discussions come amid signs of stepped-up activity by the special counsel. Last week, Attorney General Jeff Sessions was interviewed for several hours by Mueller's investigators, according to a Department of Justice, Department of Justice officials. 
A spokesman for the special counsel's office, Peter Carr, declined to comment. Of course they declined to comment. On the record, because they're leaking. Within the past two weeks, the special counsel's office has indicated to the White House that the two central subjects that investigators wish to discuss with the president are the departures of Flynn and Comey and the events surrounding their firings. An absolute setup. Flynn resigned last February. This is according to the Washington Post. So Flynn resigned last February, February 13th. And if Mueller was appointed, I believe, on May 17th, give or take a day, how the hell could Flynn's removal, as the Washington Post writes in the second paragraph, uh, be under investigation as a, uh, to determine whether the president obstructed or blunted the special counsel's probe? There wasn't a special counsel. Doesn't matter. So Flynn resigned February 13th, writes the Washington Post. After the Washington Post writes the Washington Post, reported that he misled Vice President Pence and other administration officials about his communications with the Russian ambassador to the United States. But that's not, that's not what Mueller's focused on, as memory, as memory uh, reminds. Trump fired Comey in May, several days after then-FBI director uh, told Congress he could not comment on whether there was evidence of collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. Comey later testified that the president had asked him several months earlier whether he could see a way to letting Flynn go. So there you go. We all knew about this. Letting Flynn go. Gee. And so you see in Mueller's mind and the mind of the other leftists, he asks the FBI director to let Flynn go, meaning investigative-wise. And, of course, the FBI director can't commit to it. And then you see he fires the FBI director. Must be obstruction. What didn't the president do? What didn't the president do? He didn't stop the investigation. The investigation went on. It continues to go on. The president of the United States hasn't taken any steps to stop this investigation. If the president wanted to obstruct justice, which is an impossibility, as I and Dershowitz and others have pointed out, but even putting that aside, he has a funny way of showing it, doesn't he? The investigation goes on. He didn't fire his deputy attorney general for appointing Mr. Mueller. He hasn't fired Mr. Mueller. He hasn't done any of those things. Mueller has also expressed interest in Trump's efforts to remove Jeff Sessions as Attorney General or pressure him into quitting. You see how dangerous this is going forward for any president? So if a president of the United States wants to remove a cabinet member or a, a staff member, an advisor, and the, the NSC director is his advisor, or thinks the FBI director isn't doing his job and wants to remove it, as it turns out the FBI director is leaking, which is a fireable offense at a minimum, then that's potential obstruction. Then a president of the United States has to always look over his shoulder and worry that there's going to be some criminal cowboy, some rogue official, independent of the process, of course, who will accuse him of trying to cover up, obstruct. I'm trying to get you ready for what I think, not only think, I believe strongly is coming. 
but we're not done. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. to look at the tea leaves. These leaks mean something, and they are incessant. And this prosecutor is completely out of control. This is exactly why the Democrats kept pushing special counsel, special counsel, special counsel. It's exactly why they did it. And um, he's out there doing what he wants. Now, I want to give the president some legal advice from afar. Do not agree to an interview with the special counsel. If the special counsel wants to write you some questions, and you can review the questions with your attorneys and provide written answers, that's much preferable. But you could slip up, say a word here or there, maybe not be concise, maybe a little braggadocious, something like that. They will use whatever they can to harm you. That's who these guys are. They're not looking for facts or truth. They're looking for scalps. Yours. I'll be right back. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I could come behind this microphone and do what all the rest of them do, I suppose. Just read to you off the websites, tell you what the news reports. That's really only part of it in a case like this. You need to take it a few steps further and draw conclusions. And draw conclusions. I will draw another conclusion for you. And, of course, I hope I'm totally wrong. I'll draw another conclusion for you. If the Democrats and Mr. Mueller really understood what they're doing, they're going to unleash millions, if not tens of millions of people who will be disgusted with what's taking place in this country. Millions of you, in my own audience, you're aware of Fusion GPS. You're aware that the Hillary campaign and the DNC paid for this smear piece, this character assassination piece, with the help of the Kremlin, and used it at the FBI. And in fact, its author, an ex-British spy, was offered money or a job by the FBI of some sort. But that document was used in part or whole to seek a warrant and obtain a warrant through the FISA court directed at Trump world. Millions of you know that the prior administration, the Obama administration, used the so-called incidental collection of information on Trump officials, including Mike Flynn, 
unmasked the names of these individuals in record numbers. And in the case of Flynn, among others, leaked the name to the media. A horrific felony for which nobody's been charged. Millions of you in my audience know that Samantha Power, the former ambassador to the U.N. from the Obama administration, her name was used a significant number of times to unmask individuals who were incidentally picked up in surveillance of the Russian ambassador, among others. She says she didn't do most of them, that her name was used. They were supposed to get to the bottom of it. Nobody's ever gotten to the bottom of it. We know that the former FBI director, which Mr. Mueller, who Mr. Mueller's trying to protect, who's one of his best friends, who followed Mr. Mueller into that position, was a leaker to the New York Times. And according to Grassley and Graham, they believe, just based on the arithmetic, he leaked classified information. Who's investigating that? Nobody. Nobody. We know that the, the head of counterintelligence at the FBI was involved in a, obstructing and covering up as best as we can tell from the texts. Hillary Clinton's violations of the Espionage Act. We know that the same individual was pushing an investigation of Donald Trump and was in fact on the special counsel staff until the inspector general blew the whistle. We know that, according to reports, 50,000 text messages have gone missing from this same head of counterintelligence at the FBI. We know that Mr. Mueller, the special counsel, went out of his way to hire individuals on his staff who he knew to be political partisans who he had to know, made significant donations to Obama and Hillary campaigns, one or the other or both. He knew that his number two man participated in a Hillary Clinton victory party, or he had to know. And his police stake thug tactics on Manafort, on Manafort's partner, and on under other individuals, way over the top, tell you that Mr. Weissman is number one lieutenant who attended that Hillary Clinton victory party, such as it was, was behind it. A man who's been disgraced and admonished in the past. But it doesn't matter to Mueller. It doesn't matter. The American people see, or at least half of us do, or at least those who support this president and voted for this president, we see the injustice of it all. We see the evil of it all. We see how the Democrats in Congress conduct themselves. We see how they have demanded this man's impeachment. 
pretty much from day one. We see how they tried to deny him his cabinet picks and his sub-cabinet picks in order to cripple his administration early on. We see it. We see how they demanded a special counsel, and they got a special counsel. And they got a special counsel. We see how the Democrat Party defends everything the special counsel does and never criticizes the leadership of the FBI. Having trashed Comey, now they view him as an angel. Having detested law enforcement, now they embrace it at the federal level because they believe they'll get what they want by hook or by crook. Then there's the media. The media, by every objective measure. It might as well be the Russian media. I don't mean that for ideological purposes, although that could certainly be the case. I mean it is the media for the Democrat Party, for the progressive ideology. A media that speaks essentially with one voice. A media that is no longer troubled in any way by violations of civil liberties. A media that have no problem with the conduct of Jim Comey. No problem with the conduct of Andrew McCabe, his deputy. No problem with the conduct of Mr. Stroke and his girlfriend, both senior FBI agents. None whatsoever. A media that doesn't cover up, but promotes this agenda. How can you watch MSNBC show after show, night after night, day after day? How can you watch CNN show after show, night after night, day after day? How can you read the Washington Post, day in and day out, the New York Times, day in and day out, and on and on it goes, and not come to that conclusion? How can you? You can't. Now, what's interesting is when I came up with this term, silent coup, it was the name of a book. I didn't invent it, but I coined it for these purposes, here and now. It's interesting, when I bring up the fact of what's taking place and label it as silent coup as opposed to a violent coup, or an unannounced coup, I'm attacked for calling it a silent coup, when in fact all I'm doing is labeling what they are doing, what they know they are doing. How many times have we heard not just about impeachment, but the president is deranged, he's mentally unstable, he's unfit, he's close to that nuclear button. How many times have you heard them talk about the 25th Amendment, which has nothing to do with this, but it doesn't matter. How many media outlets have pushed this narrative? Have brought this Bandy X. Lee, so-called professor from so-called Yale, on television to promote her kook ideas? What happened to Michael Wolff? The author. Fire and Fury, I think his book was. 
He was the next in thing, day in and day out on TV, on radio, quoted his book, exclusive excerpts, even though they know he's not trustworthy, even though they know he mixes fact and fiction. They said it's okay, the overall narrative is right. So they promote him. They promote his book. Let me explain this, and I know some of my friends over at National Review and other places, oh, what's she talking about? I don't really care. I know they're offended by the way Trump speaks and the way he tweets, but that's foolish. That's foolish. It's really of no consequence. It's superficial, and they're better than that. But they're so invested in his failure, and they're so invested now in splitting hairs. Well, maybe some of his things are good, but he's such a crude, you know, obnoxious individual that they've really turned off a lot of people, if not most people. Because they're trying to get to the nub of the matter here. This isn't even all aimed at Trump. It's aimed at you. It's aimed at you, the people who agree with much of his agenda. You don't have to agree with all of it. That's not even the point. The people who voted for him, this is aimed at you. The media are sounding off on this guy because they dare not sound off on each one of you or us as a group. Oh, yes, they let it loose now and then. They're out of the closet now and then. But overall, it's him they want to attack. And through him, you. There's nothing but dripping contempt in the Democrat Party for you. You can hear them speak about you're privileged or get the rich or whatever it is. Whatever it is. The media, the Democrat Party, detest, hate a good one-third to 40 or 45 percent of the people in this country. That's what's going on here. You see, you made a horrific mistake this last election, ladies and gentlemen. You did something that you weren't supposed to do. You elected the wrong person president. The Democrat Party is disgusted with you. The media are disgusted with you. Eighty percent of Republicans are disgusted with you. You weren't supposed to do what you did. And now that you did what you did, we're going to punish your man, and through him we're going to punish you. Yes. That's exactly what's going on. I'll be right back. in. You know, we as a people have got to get to the bottom of what's going on at the FBI. We as a people need to get to the bottom of what's going on with the special counsel's operation. We as a people need to get to the bottom of what the Democrat Party is doing if we have any intention of saving this republic. We are at a crossroads here. We're at absolute crossroads here. And whether some 
conservatives and Republicans want to hear this or not. This war on Trump is a war on us. That's why even if I strongly disagree with his position on tariffs, and I strongly disagree with his position on this side or the other, this battle is bigger than that position. And it's bigger than that disagreement. And I'm quite serious about this. This couple, Strzok and whatever, however you pronounce it, and Page, these weren't just their personal views. They were acting on their personal views. Insurance policy, secret society, uh, their hate for Trump, their admiration for Hillary. This guy worked on Mueller's staff until just a relative few months ago. And he was only removed after the IG stepped in. This isn't some damn joke. Now the President of the United States has to answer for firing Jim Comey, who is a detestable man, a leaker, a narcissist. Come on, Jim, bring it on. You know where the courthouse is, brother. Here's some exciting news. Simply Safe is a company that's been around for many years. They've transformed into the fastest growing home security company in the nation. Now they protect over 2 million people. Well, they just released their brand new home security system, the all new Simply Safe. Now this system has been completely rebuilt and redesigned. They've added new safeguards to protect against power outages, downed Wi-Fi, cut landlines, bats, hammers, everything in between. The all new Simply Safe was redesigned to be practically invisible with powerful sensors so small you'll hardly notice them. And you know who will notice them? Intruders. Simply Safe spent years building this system. They added so much, but you still get the same fair and honest price. 24-7 professional protection for only $15 a month. And with Simply Safe, there are no long-term contracts. This new system is smaller, faster, and stronger than anything they've built before. But supply is quite limited. Go to simplysafemark.com right now to order your system. That's simplysafemark.com to protect your home and family today. Simplysafemark.com. The abuse of the FISA system and the FISA court to get a warrant. To get a warrant to do what? To get a warrant on Trump world or members of Trump world. We still don't have all the facts. To use opposition research. You don't see objections to any of this at MSNBC. You don't see objections to any of this at CNN or any of the major networks. They barely cover it. They think it's conspiracy kook stuff. No, it's not conspiracy kook stuff. It is rogue, senior level FBI officials who are out of control. It is a rogue... Prior administration, listen to me, there is no way Barack Obama did not know about these FISA applications. He would have been told in his daily presidential briefing. There is no way the president's national security director and the deputy, Rhodes, the director being Rice, didn't know that these activities were taking place. And at no time is Barack Obama's name ever raised 
Questions never asked. Never asked. My great fear here is that the establishment is playing with fire. They may think they can get away with all this stuff, but it will have a profoundly, profoundly negative impact on this society. Profoundly. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. So, Washington is uh, is pushing back against much of the rest of the country. Washington does not like what you did this last election. And they are trying to hit back in Washington. It's a Washington-centric Democrat party. It's a media-centric, Washington-centric Democrat uh, 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 media Washington-centric media, it's exactly what's taking place here. Let me just add a few more points, and I want to move on to a couple other issues. We have uh, Legal Insurrection, which is an outstanding website. If you've never been there, uh, by our dear buddy, uh, professor, law professor, William Jacobson. And in part, he writes this. We now know a lot more about the sequence of events. Remember that tarmac meeting at the Phoenix airport? That took place on June 27, 2016, which would have remained secret, but for a local news crew that was there. Professor Williamson says the tarmac meeting was planned, not spontaneous, as we covered on August 5, 2017. The conduct of Loretta Lynch, the Attorney General, in trying to conceal details was not consistent with it being an innocent meeting, As they pointed out, they say on August 7th, Loretta Lynch used alias Elizabeth Carlisle 
to email about Bill Clinton tarmac meeting. Why did Loretta Lynch need DOJ talking points about a meeting she alone attended? He points out the FBI has tried its best not to produce documents regarding the tarmac meeting, and when it did, those documents focused heavily on how the meeting was discovered. Judicial Watch reported this November 30. The FBI decided sometime by early May 2016 not to charge Hillary. The drafts of the exoneration statement now are public and show a concerted effort to reword the language to support exoneration. These drafts took place prior to, this is important, prior to the tarmac meeting and prior to the interview of Hillary Clinton on July 4th weekend. Senior FBI agent Peter Schrock who was part of the team investigating Hillary, was removed from the Mueller investigation of supposed Russian collusion in the summer of 2016 for something ant- for uh, sending anti-Trump text messages, though the removal was not disclosed for several months. He was involved in editing and softening the Comey draft exoneration statement. Strzok was having an extramarital affair with FBI lawyer Lisa Page, based on text messages recently released, It appears they believed Hillary would not be charged and suggested Lynch knew the outcome of the FBI Hillary probe in advance. So now let's take a look, a look back at this tarmac meeting between Lynch and Bill Clinton. Remember, Lynch insisted she and Clinton only talked about grandchildren and other non-investigation matters during that half-hour conversation. That didn't make sense. If the tarmac meeting was the start of a collusive effort, there must have been something more. But the tarmac meeting being only small talk does make sense if it was the end point, not the starting point. By then, it was clear within the FBI that Hillary would be exonerated. The statement already was drafted and redrafted and reviewed, and Loretta Lynch likely knew it. Hillary's interview, which was not under oath and not recorded, was a formality. So the predetermined decision could assume the patina of legitimacy. So the tarmac meeting very likely signaled to Hillary through Bill that all was good, that there was nothing to worry about regarding the upcoming FBI interview. How would that signal take place? Could have been stated verbally, that is, from Lynch to Bill. But more likely was the proverbial nod and wink. If anyone understands body language, it's Bill Clinton. He didn't need to be told in words, though he was, we can't rule out that he was. And I agree. Now we know why that tarmac meeting took place, because it's very likely, as Professor Williamson points out, excuse me, Jacobson points out, that Hillary Clinton was tipped off through her husband, that the FBI wasn't going to do anything to her. All right, folks, we only have three hours here. Although I feel I need six, seven, eight hours, we'll do our three. Let's do a little bit of down memory lane, shall we? What happened with respect to immigration in 2006? Does anybody remember? Well, Congress passed a law, a law, an authorization, not an appropriation, an authorization on the construction of hundreds and hundreds of miles of additional barriers, advanced technology, unmanned 
aerial vehicles, more border agents, satellites, you name it, on the southern border. It was an authorization. Authorization is not an appropriation. So they authorized it. And they never fully funded it. They never fully funded it. Now, among those who voted for this, that is, for physical and other barriers in the southern border, were many liberals. Many liberals. Well, who among others? Barbara Boxer voted for it. Dianne Feinstein voted for it. Christopher Dodd voted for it. Joseph Biden voted for it. Thomas Carper, also Delaware, he voted for it. Surprised? Who else? Barack Obama voted for it in 2006. I'm looking at the list. Tom Harkin, a leftist, formerly senator from Iowa, he voted for it. And there are others who voted for it, including Chuck Schumer. Including Chuck Schumer. Now, why is this relevant? Well, it's relevant because today Chuck Schumer, having been brutalized by his left-wing kook radical base, is reversing course. This is from Politico. Chuck Schumer is taking his big spending boost for Donald Trump's border wall off the table. The Senate Minority Leader, through an aide, informed the White House that he was retracting the offer he made last week to give Trump well north of the $1.6 billion in wall funding Trump had asked for this year, according to two Democrats. And now they say Trump will simply not get a better deal than that on his signature campaign promise. Schumer took it off, said Illinois Democrat Little Dick Durbin, the number two Senate Democrat. He called the White House yesterday and said it's over. Now, after the publication of this story, a spokesman clarified that the wall offer was retracted Sunday rather than Monday. Schumer told reporters he withdrew his suggestion offered midday Friday because it was meant to be part of a broader package that would have averted a government shutdown. The thought was that we could come to an agreement that afternoon. The president would announce his support, and the Senate and House would get it done, and it would be on the president's desk, Schumer said today. He didn't do that. So we're going to have to start on a new basis, and so the wall offers off the table. Hogan Gidley, a White House spokesman, said Tuesday, the Schumer offer never existed. You can't rescind money you never really offered in the first place, he said on Fox News. Some key Republicans, including Jeff Flake. So now Jeff Flake is a key Republican. A key GOP immigration negotiator. How the hell is Jeff Flake a GOP negotiator on immigration? How the hell is Lindsey Graham or this Cory Gardner? Three quislings. Three quislings. How can they possibly be the negotiators for the Republicans? But there you go. They're great Mitch McConnell. Well, they had already considered using the promise of border wall funding, totaling more than $1.6 billion, to lure more conservative votes. So now we have to lure conservative votes to secure the southern border. You get this? We have to negotiate to secure our country. We have to negotiate 
to make it clear that we are a nation state with real borders, that people can't just pour across. We have to negotiate with Chuck Schumer and Jeff Flake. They offer us a fig leaf of $1.6 billion. The damn federal budget's over $4 trillion. They'll give us $1.6 billion. They spend that much on mayonnaise every year. This is the big concern they have. Not $125 billion every year of waste and fraud, overlapping programs and all. No, it's the border wall and the lack of it. It's sacrosanct. Can't have it. Well, maybe we should call it a new government-run welfare program. Then they'll fund it in two seconds. Senator Schumer's already indicated that he would go for more. Republicans will go for more, Flake said. It's just how much more we can get from the Democrats. So uh, here we are. They lie to us and lie to us and then lie to us again. If we, we can only do that. And you know what Schumer said he wants now? A pathway to citizenship. It's not just legalization of illegal aliens. It's citizenship. How many times have I told you that? That's the end game. Why? They can vote. That's number one. Number two, chain migration. And we talked about this last week. Beyond DACA, there are other so-called young people in their 20s and 30s and younger because DACA only applies to those from 2007 and before. Well, many more have come into this country the last decade under Barack Milhouse, Benito, Obama. They have poured into this country. So when you add them all up, we're talking about 3.6 million, as was reported by USA Today. And, of course, they're always right. 3.6 million. And then you get citizenship and chain migration. Ten. Ten people coming into this country for one citizen of the 3.6. Right there you have 36 million. Right there. And you'll never see another Republican majority in your life. It'll be California. As I've said over and over and over again, to the point that it's repeated by others now, you can be absolutely 100% certain if people coming into this country illegally, legalized, and getting citizenship, if they voted Republican in large numbers, that Democrats would be down there at the southern border building the wall themselves. I'll be right back. heard a very knowledgeable news reporter, or at least the news I'm compelled to listen to here, on the network, tell us that the New England Patriots will be wearing their white uniforms and the Eagles will be wearing their green uniforms. And the New England Patriots almost never lose when they're wearing their white uniforms. So there you have it. As a matter of fact, the last team to win that wore a non-white or colored uniform uh, was the uh, Green Bay Packers, I think they said, eight, nine years ago. And I thought, wow, how profound and insightful. I mean, truthfully, do we have to hear stupid stuff right up to the Super Bowl? All right, thank you, Mr. Bedis. I think we're, we're going to be compelled to listen to nonsense. Yes, see, the Democrats believe they lost the government shutdown fight. And... Uh, Mr. Schumer wants to show them there will be another one and we will win this one. He is, he's a very angry leftist.
And as we disclosed last evening on the program, thanks to Daniel Horowitz's excellent piece at CR Conservative Review, Schumer's been all over the map on immigration. He's not thinking about the country. He never does. But the media agreed, you see, that the Democrats lost the government shutdown. And everybody was saying, isn't that amazing? Why are they doing that? Why do you think they're doing that? Because there's another battle three weeks from now, and the media, the handmaidens of the radical left, the Praetorian Guard media, are telling the Democrats, you better not do this again. You better not do it again. We want to advance big government. We want to advance the progressive agenda, and we want our ratings to be jacked up again. Here, just listen. Hat tip Washington free beacon. Cut one. Go. White House is taking a victory lap after Democrats in the Senate caved and voted to reopen the government. They got a deal to make a deal, maybe. Democrats on Monday, after a three-day shutdown, have relented, accepted nearly all White House terms. Guys, that's why the Democratic base is clearly worried that they are getting played. Is this Stop. a good deal? How many times have the media worried about the Republican base or the conservative base? Not the least. But they worry about the Democrat base. They they promote their special pleaders for the Democrat base. Because they are the Democrat base. Go ahead. No, it's a terrible deal. It seemed like everybody was losing. It seemed like Democrats maybe lost this fight. Democrats lost the shutdown war. Democrats wanted a deal on DACA, but all they got was a promise. They are getting their butts kicked. The truth is the Dems got spooked and the GOP got a boost. The progressive groups are very unhappy. But we know the DACA folks lost, Democrats lost. The Democrats lost their leverage, at least in this next window, until the next shutdown. Schumer sellout. Ah, 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 ah. That guy figured it out. One guy figured it out. They're looking at the next shutdown. Everybody's congratulating McConnell. They're looking at the next pretend shutdown, the next spectacle. They're gearing up because Schumer blew it this time, as we've discussed at length. Schumer blew it this time. He didn't position it the way they needed to position it, but now they will, you see. Now they'll position it. Now they, they've got their legs. They had sea legs before. Now they're, they're ready to roll. They're ready to rumble. And the media insists that they rumble. And they're base. They're all important base. Kooks galore. Yes. They insist that they rumble. And the rumble we shall have. And as a matter of fact, now the wall's off the table. Now we won't even give them a plug nickel. Screw securing the southern border. Screw our past promises. No. Now we'll show them. Go ahead. Rolled, and the left is not happy. I'm just not totally sure what Democrats got here. Why did they shut down the government in the first place? There is some anger on the left yeah. that the Democrats, in their mind, may have caved yes. on this shutdown. We are outraged that millions of people went out into the streets in support of Dreamers and Senate Democrats chose to vote in, against Dreamers. Leader Schumer, what one thing did he get, you know, from Republicans to justify shutting down the government in the first place? They agreed uh, Democrats to fund the government through February 8th in exchange for a promise from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell that they would have a debate and a vote on DACA. In other words, for nothing. People are saying Democrats caved and they surrendered. A lot of your members say that Leader Schumer caved. Did he? Do you think Senator Chuck Schumer caved? Did Senate right, Democrats cave? So this, this is the media campaign. They do not like what took place. And so they're trying to pump up the Democrat base 
from which most of their so-called reporters and journalists come from. We don't like this. No, 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 no. You got to defeat Trump. You got to get him, get him, get him, impeach him. Twenty-fifth Amendment. Prosecute. Get him, get him. Stop his agenda. Don't worry about his kook supporters on the far right conspiracy fringe. No, no, no. We're the base of the Democrat Party. That's right. I'll be right back. This is the Octagon of Talk Radio, the Mike Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. The holidays might be over, but the winter has just begun. And according to studies, the air indoors contains up to 100 times more pollution than the air outside. This can cause illness, allergies, unnecessary wear and tear on your HVAC system, leading to costly repairs, even worse, the premature replacement of your entire system. Resolve to breathe better with Filter By, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. You know, they carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped for free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in the United States. Filter By offers a multitude of MERV options, all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your system. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never have to think about air filters again. You never have to go to the store to get them again. You never have to wonder about them again. They take care of it. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. What a great service and a great product. Richard Blumenthal is the uh, the liar uh, from Connecticut. He claimed that he had fought in Vietnam, and of course he'd never been to Vietnam. In fact, I don't think he'd ever been to a Vietnamese restaurant, but what do I know? And he lied his way into public office, and he continues to lie. He's a very peculiar man. Uh, maybe he self-identifies otherwise, but essentially he's a very peculiar man. Let's listen to the genius that is Richard Blumenthal on the phony news channel, Constipated News Network, CNN. Cut four, go. We're willing to compromise and be reasonable because the paramount goal is protecting those dreamers. Stop. So the paramount goal is protecting those dreamers. The paramount goal of a representative of the American citizenry should be the American citizenry. Not protecting the dreamers, protecting the American citizen. Notice also his use of the word dreamers, not DACA. Dreamers, that's 3.6 million, not 800,000. You see where they're going with this. Go ahead. People are in fear. They live in anxiety and anguish. Well, let's stop there. Who lives in anxiety and anguish? The people who march on the courthouse steps all over this country? The people who march in front of the White House and march at Capitol Hill? They they live in fear and anxiety of what? Of what? If you're living in fear and anxiety in the United States, wouldn't you leave? I mean, they don't even make sense. And the reporters are there. Yes, 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 yes. You're living in the shadows. 
Well, then get out of the shadows and go home. You're living in fear and anxiety. Well, why living in fear and anxiety? Go home. This is the only home they know. No, it's not, as a matter of fact. Moreover, we've been told time and again that one country's just like the other. No country's better than another. Our culture is not better than cultures all over the place. So what's the problem? Go ahead. To go to police hmm. when they're victims of domestic abuse. They're afraid to use yeah. health clinics. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. Maybe they have some anecdotal information and so forth. If you're afraid to go to the police, if you're afraid to use health clinics, if you're living in fear and anxiety, then why the hell would you be here? Can you tell me, Mr. Producer, what's that all about? If for a white privileged society, if capitalism sucks, if American history is evidence of, uh, of, of, uh, of America being an awful country, if we're imperialist, colonialist, you know, if you're here in, a, in, in anguish and anxiety and uh, you can't report to the cops when crimes are committed against you, you're afraid to use health, why the hell would you be here? I wouldn't be here if this were the case. Go ahead. Kind of situation for 800,000 young people in this country is a violation of the promise we made to them. A violation of the promise we made to them? What are you talking about, you moron? We didn't make any promise to them. Your magnificent president, Barack Milhouse Benito Obama, by fiat conferred a temporary legal status on the DACA members, which was always going to run out because it was unconstitutional. But you were talking about dreamers earlier. Dreamers, that's 3.6 million people who have come here since 2007. Anyway, this moron's a senator. Join the party. Join the party. Then we have Patrick Leahy, who many insist is still with us. I'm not so sure. Now, he's a Democrat from Vermont. Now, Vermont is a border state. It's a border state with Canada. It's not a border state on the southern border. So who better to go to? Then Patrick Leahy, who has lived his whole miserable life in Vermont or Washington, D.C., who knows nothing of the border towns. Who better to go to at CNN than Patrick Leahy as he slurs his way through? Cut six, go. I want to see these young people protected. My I want to see the American people protected. Go ahead. And parents were immigrants from Italy uh, to the United States. My wife's parents were immigrants from Canada to the ah, United who States. Who cares? Who cares about your lineage? What does that have to do with anything? Seriously. Everybody's from somewhere else at some point in their history. So why have any immigration laws? Why have a nation state? Why have a border? Why have a government? Why have a constitution? Canada. Go ahead. We are a nation of immigrants. Ah, well, there it is. There is your fortune cookie. We are a nation of immigrants. We are a nation of immigrants. We are a nation of immigrants. No, we're not. As I pointed out at CPAC, Several years ago. We are a nation of citizens. A nation is made up of citizens. 
Some immigrants might become citizens. But we're not a nation of foreigners who happen to be physically located in our country. No nation's a nation of immigrants. You're a nation of citizens. You idiot. Then there's Chris Cuomo. Of the Cuomo Democrat Party family. Dressed up as a reporter. And a very dumb one, I might add. And he's taking on Mick Mulvaney who has been an outstanding OMB director. Let's listen to this discussion, shall we? Cut seven, go. The president represents every person, every citizen of the United States of America. You don't get to sort of say, well, I'm going to fix DACA, but I'm not going to fix illegal immigration. That's not, that's not being presidential. That doesn't solve the problem. That's what we pay a president to do. It's what we hire a president to do, to try and get the best solutions that we can to many of our problems. Simply waving a wand and giving amnesty to 12 or 13 million people may solve a problem for them, but doesn't solve a problem for the other 300 million people But they're not a problem for you. The dreamers. No, no, it solves the problem for them. I know, but, but they are not a problem to you. This imaginary crisis that immigrants no. pose to the United States. Dr- dreamers are, are not a problem. They're a benefit. And in fact, uh, according real, to the Center for American crisis. Progress, if you get rid of them, you'd cost us $433 billion over 10 years. Right, before- let's, let, let's just stop right there. I told you he's an idiot. So if you get rid of them, and we're talking about dreamers now, 3.6 million people, it would cost us $433 billion over 10 years. Nobody seriously believes that unless you're a left-wing kook ideologue like Cuomo. He gets this from the Center for American Progress, which is a think tank for left-wing kook ideologues. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, if these folks cost us $433 billion over 10 years. That means they have cost the countries they have left $433 billion over 10 years, right? Why, why did they leave? Besides, why did they leave their nirvana for the United States? A white privilege on and on, fill in the blank. Go ahead. In a year, in U.S. gross domestic product. You cost us money by getting rid of them. You're not going to get me to disagree on the value of legal immigration. Illegal immigration is a different topic, and I'm not going to debate a Center for American Progress report on your on your your show. Come on, now that's not that's not even. You don't believe the numbers? Center for American Progress? Seriously? Let's find let's find a couple different studies on both sides of the argument. You know that I could find something from some right. Do you? You're the budget director. Do you believe that it wouldn't cost the country money if you got rid of Dreamers? Uh, I believe that it would actually, it's bad for the nation to have bad illegal immigration policies. And that's what we have right now. You do have drugs coming in. You have folks Do you think if you got rid of all the why, why do you keep interrupting him, you idiot? You're asking him a question. Let him answer it. Because you don't want the answer. You want to smother him. Go ahead. We would lose money. You need, you need to solve our immigration problem. All right, let me help you, uh, Cuomo. Local school districts lose a ton of money. Local hospitals lose a ton of money. Local law enforcement loses a ton of money. You don't make money from illegal immigration. The truth is, in many instances, many of the people coming into this country are dirt poor. Many of them are illiterate in their own languages. Many of them 
go on public assistance programs of one kind or another. And as a result of a Supreme Court decision in 1982, every one of them gets to go to public school. As a result of a statute that Congress passed decades ago, every one of them can walk into the emergency room. So your numbers are bogus. Go ahead. You say, yes, we lose money. Why? Why? What's wrong with that? Why not say something that's positive about these people? Why can't you? Let me ask you a question. Why would you just agree that we need to have a holistic immigration solution so that we don't have this problem, so that your kids and my kids aren't having the same debate 25 years? Now, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with it is that you're lumping in I can't take this. I can't take this. Can't use chain migration. Can't use illegal alien. Everybody here is a dreamer. They're dreamers. Uh, There's no discussion about our federal and state prisons, which are overloaded with legal and illegal immigrants. Overloaded. The biggest percentage of our prison populations. Everybody's a dreamer. How much money does that cost local and state government? How much money does that cost the federal government? Anybody do the numbers? Our school districts, our local hospitals, law enforcement, anybody do the numbers? Of course not. Here on CNN, the Constipated News Network. Mark Lovin. You like trivia, folks? All right, let's start. What British-style shirts have I been raving about for more than a year? You know this one? I wear them on TV and to meetings and social events. They're literally my favorite dress and business casual shirts. Now, if you said CT shirts, you're right. And my friends at CT shirts tell me I have the best dress listeners in America. You know why? That's because you guys purchase more CT shirts than any other radio program. That includes you, right? No? What do you mean, no? What's holding you back? CT shirts are British-styled using the softest, most exquisite fabrics ever. Worker casual, tie or no tie, tucked or untucked. When you're wearing a CT shirt, you look great, and you know it. Let me help you get started. One CT shirt normally costs 100 bucks, But right now, you'll get three shirts, For just $99, that's 60% off. And CT shirts come with free delivery, a six-month quality guarantee, and free returns. Nobody does that except CT shirts. And if you hurry, 99 bucks gets you three amazing CT shirts. It's very simple. Go to ctshirts.com slash Levin. That's ctshirts.com slash L-E-V-I-N. CTShirts.com slash Levin. All right, let's jump in. Chris, Baltimore, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. Hey, Mark, how are you? First of all, I wanted to say the number of illegals is more like 40 million in the United States. Oh, well, I don't know if it's 40 million. I don't know if it's 20 million, but it's many millions. Right. So you add that with the 3 million you're talking about and then 10 each. Now, all of a sudden, let's say you're, just say you're at 40 million because there are articles out there. No, I don't. I can't verify. Forty million sounds high to me. 
Okay, well, that's uh, Ann Coulter was putting out, out a lot. I, I could care less. She's not out there okay, counting. that's fine. That's fine. They say 20 million plus or 30 million, that's 50 million. That's almost 20% of the country at that point. And all this stuff about privilege and everything, why are they so intent on people coming here to get privilege if they hate privilege? That's ridiculous. I mean, if you look at all the people who, quote, unquote, aren't privileged, they vote 90% Democrat. Is that true? They vote 75%. All right, thanks for your uh, your edification. Thank you for those statistics. I appreciate it. Noel, Los Angeles, California, the great KRLA, the answer. Go. Hey, thanks, Mark, for taking my call. By the way, that guy needs to work on his numbers. But speaking of numbers, I'm All right, a Democrat. slow down, slow down. You're not Chris Matthews. I agree with you, Mark. You and I agree that Democrats should go ahead and help fund the wall, but for different reasons. I think they should fund the wall so that Donald Trump can get $20 billion, and what he will do with it, will, he'll do what Republicans do all the time with money. They'll steal it, they'll, they'll, they'll do horrible things, they'll pay porn stars with it. All right, slow down, slow down. Are you calling me from a mental institution? Okay, let Donald Trump choke himself. Hello, hello. Are you calling me from a mental institution? Listen, you should join me in this mental institution. Cause I, I, I want nothing to do with your mental institution. Ron, you're an idiot. I'm an idiot, and you're a genius. How's that padded cell working out for you? Get off the phone, you jerk. Okay, let's continue. Jim, Annandale, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hi, Mark. It's an honor to talk to you. I hope I'll be more coherent than the last guy. Well, uh, sir, my... Right foot is more coherent than that guy. Go right ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about the uh, the rule in the Senate where you need a 60, uh, 60 votes to stop the filibuster. And mm. from what I'm gathering, sometimes you, for certain categories you do, and then others you don't. And and lately there's been pressure on uh, McConnell to change the rule. So evidently you can change it when you're a majority leader. Or Yeah, it's called the nuclear option. Uh, another word that they made up, another phrase they made up. And uh, basically, the majority can change the rule. Look, the Senate can have pretty much whatever rules the Senate wants as long as it doesn't violate our constitutional system. So the Constitution specifically allows Congress to create its own rules. And yes, they can eliminate it. Uh, people like George Will have said it would be a disaster from a legislative point of view since the Democrats more often than not control uh, the Senate and or the House. Uh, my attitude is the Democrats seem to get their way no matter what, don't they? Yeah, and, and here's, that leads to my next question. Evidently, McConnell doesn't want to do it. And uh, whatever. But being that he's reluctant to do it, shouldn't he like introduce some kind of a bill and make the Democrats agree to setting it in stone, so to speak, so that... In other words, he doesn't do it, and then all of a sudden we have a, a majority on the Democrat side, and then they just proceed to just I see what you right mean. over us. Well, you can't pass a rule in the Senate that applies to future Senates. If a future Senate wants to change the rule, they'll change the rule. But I get your point. Your point is the Democrats one day, when they have their little supermajority, they're going to ram something through, and they'll get rid of the filibuster rule. Look, Harry Reid got rid of it for a number of uh, levels of appointments of the federal government. Appreciate your call, Jim. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Bob Goodlatte is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. He is retiring. He, among others, is trying to get to the bottom of this stroke page text issue. He's considered a fairly traditional conservative, straight shooter, his head screwed on tight. And he's looking at this text situation and the destruction. Oh, excuse me, the missing texts. And here's what he thinks about it. Cut 13, go. The headline is that uh, we have a very serious problem uh, at the FBI with a number of people at the highest levels of the department uh, who have been engaged in activities based upon the limited information we already have uh, from the struck page text and other documents that we have seen that raises great concern and action needs to be taken. So I'm pleased that Attorney General Sessions uh, is going to launch an investigation of what happened to those uh, texts, uh, and I hope they are recovered, but they are, it is no coincidence, in my opinion, that we're missing texts uh, that run from when the Russia investigation was launched right up to the point where you have the mm. um, uh, Mueller investigation being launched the day before, and then suddenly they start appearing again. And some of these texts are very disturbing, as Trey Gowdy noted. Uh, they uh, illustrate uh, a conspiracy on the part of of some people, and we want to know a lot more about that. So we'll be continuing our joint judiciary oversight investigation, and we will uh, get to the truth. I wonder what Chris, uh, Chris, yeah, Chris Cuomo. I wonder what Chris Cuomo thinks about this. He doesn't think about this. He doesn't think about this. He doesn't care. How about Brian Stelter over there, aka Brian Stelter? What does he think about this? He doesn't care. What about Wolf Blitzer? Anybody wake him up? No, doesn't care. What about Joe Scarborough? No, he's deranged. See my point? This is a big deal. This is big stuff. What's happening here? These missing text messages, the ones that are there, what we have found out about the senior level of the FBI. You know, it pains me enormously. To have to talk about senior levels of the FBI like this. I don't know. I think I'm the only host, the only conservative talk host, who has served at the senior level of the Justice Department. As chief of staff to an attorney general. A great one at that, Edwin Meese. I interacted with directors of the FBI. William Webster. And Sessions. Different Sessions. I consider one gentleman who's been at the senior, who was at the senior level of the FBI, Kalstrom, to be an American patriot, a hero in many respects. To watch what they have done to the most senior levels of the FBI in what is supposed to be a law and order society, a constitutional republic, 
should shock you to your core. Should absolutely shock you to your core. What we have now learned, what we have now learned, ladies and gentlemen, that not only were Putin and the Russians trying to interfere in our election, but the senior levels of the FBI and the Department of Justice were trying to interfere in our election. Let me repeat it so the morning hosts are listening, writing it down, and repeating it themselves. Not only were Putin and the Russians trying to interfere in our election, the senior levels of the FBI and the Department of Justice were trying to interfere in our election. And who was president? Barack Obama. That is incredible. And what's even more incredible is how this is largely reported and discussed in conservative, quasi-conservative, and pseudo-conservative media. Long gone are the civil libertarians within the Democrat Party. Long gone are the civil libertarians within the progressive movement. Long gone. You listen to a guy like Dershowitz or Turley. Two liberals. That's it. There aren't any others. That's it. There appears to be no concern whatsoever of Mark Warner, the senior Democrat senator from Virginia who sits on the Senate Intelligence Committee. There seems to be no concern whatsoever of Adam Schiff, who runs interference as a special pleader. None. Schumer, Durbin, none. They're busy looking out for foreigners who happen to be in our country. That's our new civil rights movement right there. These people need to be brought to justice. And I will continue to press the case for a special counsel as I have for I don't know how long. Certainly since March. But even earlier. When I spelled out the beginnings of what we now know. The effort by the prior administration to change the outcome of this election. To use the instrumentalities of the federal government to effectuate the election results in a way that, of course, they preferred. If Hillary Clinton had won the presidency, we would know none of this. None of it. It is amazing to me that we now have a so-called special counsel who wants to interview the President of the United States about his bases for firing Michael Flynn and the FBI director to try and cobble together some notion of obstruction of justice. Oh, we've talked about it before, but here it is, right at our foot, right at our feet now. Well, Hillary Clinton and her cover-ups and her obstructions and her serial lying gets a complete pass. Mr. Mueller's playing with fire. If he is the one who seeks to take out a president of the United States by cobbling together phony, phony allegations, 
phony allegations with the help of his dear friend Jim Comey, the serial leaker. They cover up artists. Great damage will have been done to this republic, and there are tens of millions of people out there who are watching. Who are watching. I feel like we're dealing with politicians, as well as the politicization of certain crucial institutions of our government, as if we live in some backward banana republic. Or under Xi over there in China. Or Putin in Russia. I, I really do. We have a Democrat party that is hell-bent in destroying this country and remaking it. They don't exactly know what the image is, but they know they have to destroy it, fundamentally transform it. The new civil rights issue is making illegal aliens American citizens. It's not a civil rights issue. It's a Democrat Party issue. The Democrat Party doesn't want to work so hard for its elections. Democrat Party wants a sure thing. They see it. They're not fools. They're flipping red states all over the place. They're flipping red states all over the place. Michael, Rockland County, great WABC in New York. Go ahead, sir. Good, Mark. You know, you're right on point. Now, Trump has to be very careful here. There's something in the law known as a perjury trap. Mm-hmm. Where prosecutors Hold on now, you're a former guide. prosecutor, correct? Yes, I was a former prosecutor in New York for 30 years. And yes. what happens, under the guise of investigating a case, they open up a grand jury proceeding, the witnesses go inside, and the whole purpose of the prosecutor is to catch him in a line and bring a perjury charge. Well, that leads to dismissal if that's been shown. Here, Trump has a bigger problem. When you talk to FBI agents or any federal agent, just lying to them, even not on the road, is a crime. So it's my view that they may be looking to set him up to catch him in a lie. They know Trump speaks all the time. Even if he's not lying, even if they claim that he's lying, they can bring the charge. Yes, and that's that's the end of Trump. If they bring a charge, they've destroyed his presidency. They don't have to convict them. They just have to bring a charge. Or or let me me say this to you, Michael. Uh, Even if they don't bring a charge, they issue some kind of statement saying, uh, we've decided not to charge the president, but we firmly believe that he obstructed justice or he made a false statement to a federal investigator or something like that, that'll do it. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. It wouldn't take much. And the second point, Jeff Sessions is not up to the job of being attorney general. He's in charge of this whole mess. He's in charge of investigating these leaks, bringing charges against people who are leaking illegally, bringing administrative charges and firing people like Stroke and his girlfriend. And he's, he's doing nothing. He's coming across to me as doddering and slow and not up to the job. We need somebody who's energetic, Who's going to go after these people? Who's going to have the spine to do the investigations that need to be done, to file charges or administrative charges, clean out the FBI, and straighten things out? No, people have. To you know, you know, I have to be honest. It's not so easy to clean out the FBI as a political appointee within the Justice Department. It's not so easy. You've got all kinds of civil service rules and everything. Else. It is, it is a hodgepodge. And moreover, uh, you can see what happens politically. But I absolutely get your point. And maybe maybe what's required here is some real legislation that uh, every few years the top levels of the FBI have to be cleaned out. I don't know any other answer to this. 
Well, it seems that the big problems at the FBI, you know, they, they, have, they try to create this image that they're holier than thou and infallible, and they're not. You have people with political agendas obviously there. You have people that are incompetent. Do you like remember the, Mueller as FBI director, what happened to the anthrax case in Washington, D.C.? Remember uh, how he blew that so badly? I don't remember. Did they ever prosecute anyone for that, or what happened with that? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, they were charging the wrong people. Yeah, well, that happens sometimes, too. And, and they were leaking allegations all over the place against this guy. Uh, and uh, it wasn't accurate. It wasn't true. It was somebody else. You remember the uh, FBI director who uh, invited care in and changed the language that you could use in the FBI when speaking of Islamo-Nazis and so forth? That was Mueller. Mm-hmm. Mueller was a uh, heroic Vietnam combat, uh, a co- combat veteran. But as FBI director, he's a disgrace. He, he was a disgrace. And as special counsel, he's still a disgrace. All right, Michael, I appreciate your input, sir, very, very much. We'll be right back. Mark Herman, Stanford, Connecticut, on the great WABC. Go! Hi, Mark. Uh, thanks for hearing me. I have a question. How would the president or his advisors even consider letting him be questioned by this this Mueller? I mean, he's the facts that we're learning each day show that the, the special counsel is not even legitimate anymore. Is, well, is I, I would put it to you this way, because your your point, I think, is you're exposing the president uh, in the face of an extremely hostile uh, group of individuals who are trying to catch him in something. If the president were my client, I would tell him emphatically, no. Uh, they can present us with questions in writing, and we will respond to them in writing. But under no circumstances do they get to interview you. You're not a subject of an investigation. You're not the target of an investigation. You didn't commit any offense. If they want to create a constitutional crisis and challenge, they can do that without our help. Under no circumstances are we going to allow them to try and create a false statements trap under 1001 in order to, uh, in order to claim uh, that you lied to them and obstructed justice, which is what they've done with a couple of the others. So, no, there's no way if the President of the United States, uh, if he was my client, there's no way he would be talking to these people at all. But, Mark, let me ask you, if they want to question him, as I understand it, about why he fired Comey, now, wouldn't that bring into the discussion uh, a back-and-forth discussion between the President and Comey, which is, which is privileged? It's not, pri- it's not privileged if the president consents to be to talk about it. Well, that's How's why it privileged? Shouldn't know. But, mean, uh, but that's a legal nicety. What I'm telling you, it's not a matter of privilege or confidentiality or work product or any of those things, which is what you would typically deal with <clears throat> potentially if they're trying to get information. But it's it's not technically privileged. But the point is, just don't do it. Yeah. No. That that's what I, I mean. I mean, and what about sessions? Why would he consider being questioned by, by Mueller? Who That's a totally different matter. Uh, Sessions is not a potential subject or target of this special counsel. Mueller's trying to gather information. 
and that sort of thing. Nor does Sessions have the constitutional authority uh, that the President of the United States has. So it's certainly conceivable that testimony from Sessions can be compelled. Testimony from the President cannot be compelled. Yeah, all right. I, I, I mean this. All right, sir. Thank you for your call. I've done my best. Barbara, coming Georgia, the great WCHM. Go. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've read several places that the statute of limitations is going to run out on Hillary next month. Do you know if hmm. that's true? Well, if you read it in several places, if they're authoritative places, I don't know. I haven't been following it because I know it's not going to happen anyway. Uh, if they're going to do it, they better get on their horse, huh? Well, they're not going to do it. No, I know. Hillary uh, is scot-free. She's always scot-free. She will. But it'll really be scot-free if that's true. Mm-hmm. Because they won't be able to do anything, will they? Well, of course, if it runs. Well, where is Jeff Sessions? All right. Listen, thank you for your What are we going to do? Keep asking me, everybody, what about Jeff Sessions? What about Jeff Sessions? I don't know. I've been in communication with Jeff Sessions. I'd be a lousy psychiatrist, wouldn't I, Mr. Producer? Everybody sit on the couch, and I'll just listen. Go ahead. Well, what about this, and what about this, and why doesn't this guy do that, and why doesn't get... I make a lot of... Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. Thank you very much. I do... Yeah, how does that make you feel? Did you vent properly? Did you vent properly? Just leave the check for four hundred and seventeen dollars outside there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 deal with your insurance. Don't worry. But you got to pay us up front. It's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll process it for you. Just make sure you come back in two days as scheduled. Because if you miss your appointment, it's going to be another hundred and twelve bucks. You feel better now. You feel better. I can't do it. So if the question all night is. Why won't Jeff Sessions, why won't Jeff Sessions uh, call the guy after me? Although I don't think he takes calls. I'll be right back. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877-381-3811. You know, well, we're off to a fast start in 2018 at CRTV and Levin TV. We're already in the midst of a battle on immigration, DACA, and, of course, President Trump's ongoing feud with the fake media. Now, if you tuned into Levin TV recently, we did a show that covered immigration and this phony shutdown. A two-part show, like nobody's done. Of course, everyone wants to know. Everyone wants to know the outcome of these events and so forth and so forth. We walk you through logically, with history, with philosophy, and I prove the points each and every evening. If you haven't signed up for CRTV yet, you can't do a free seven-day trial unless you do. So I want you to get the free seven-day trial. I want you to check out our important episodes. You've probably already heard, but CRTV is coming back bigger and better in this new year. We're adding new shows from hosts like Andrew Wilkow and Ali Stuckey and more. We have Michelle Malkin. Uh, we have so many others. Steve Crowder, he's terrific too. Absolutely great. Plus, the price is less than 8 bucks a month when you use promo code LEVIN. 
Go to CRTV.com and sign up for a free seven-day trial right now. Or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV, and we'll get you all set up. It'll be very simple. That's 844-LEVIN-TV. We never shut down. We're here, and we're ready to help. 844-LEVIN-TV. Jim, Joplin, Missouri, the great KZRG. Go. Hi, Mark. How are you? Okay, go. Mark, what I uh, what I'm calling about is one of the uh, legal eagles on TV said that Trump could be compelled to give testimony if he were uh, subpoenaed by a grand jury. No. Number one, <clears throat> if you are potentially the target or subject of an investigation, you don't have to give testimony to a grand jury. You have a constitutional right not to give testimony to a grand jury. Number two, unlike any other person in the country, the president has a unique constitutional position. And uh, he could not, in my, arg- in my view, be compelled to testify in front of a federal grand jury. He could go all the way to the Supreme Court, but I don't buy it for a minute. Well, good. All right, sir, thank you for your call. Donna, Frederick, Maryland, the great WMAL, go. Hi, Mark. I just wanted to say I understand why people are feeling so distressed, why they're bringing up the Justice Department. I want to say what I'm hearing. Well, let me slow you down. So am I. But I can't answer questions like why doesn't he do this and why doesn't he do that. I know. I'm empathetic. I I think what we're seeing is this volcano is about to bubble over. People are fed up beyond belief. And I think the more that memo comes out, the better it's going to be. And I truly believe, and here again, I'm being optimistic. I trust in God, and I trust that the good people will get the work done. And you said some terrific things. You've, you've advised the president. I hope he's heard you. And um, thanks for all you do, Mark. You do wonderful for us in our country. Thank you, Donnie. You're very kind. Now, I believe in trusting God, too. But I think God expects us to do some things, too. There's a lot of evil around the world. And God doesn't say, I'm just going to stop evil. He expects us to step up and do things. And that's what we try to do here. That's what I try to do behind the microphone. Let's continue. Chuck. Now let's go to Lou, Milford, Connecticut. Go ahead, Lou. Happy New Year. That $417 you charge for couch time, is that a half hour or a full hour, Mark? Well, for you, it's a freebie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I need it, too. But uh, listen, but listen, I'm just honest. If people just want to call me and say, why doesn't he, why doesn't, why doesn't, I'm the wrong guy. I'm not, I'm not into the gestalt stuff. Uh, to follow up with the prosecutor, Mark, uh, from New York, uh, I don't believe it has to be a political uh, effort. The policy and procedure manual, the Bible that the uh, uh, special agents have to live by, is pretty specific. I mean, it controls everything. And uh, I think uh, the agency, there's, I know there's good people in the agency. Well, so do they, I. The problem is they're not in control. That's true. But the job of a political person like the AG, certainly not the deputy AG, but someone like the, a, a new special prosecutor you called for last night, 
they can they can ferret out some good people that can identify violations within their own policy. I agree. And, I agree. And circumvent the civil service protections. That's now listen, what they need to do, and I believe this more than ever, is appoint a special counsel who is nothing like Robert Mueller, who doesn't have connections to all these tentacles, for the purpose of investigating corruption at the highest levels of the FBI, corruption that existed at the highest levels of the Justice Department, and corruption that existed at the highest levels of our intelligence and national security apparatus. And that's what they need to do. Beyond this administration, they need to do that uh, in order to create the trust that should exist in these institutions. I know they've been great institutions. And the people who work for these institutions, real FBI agents, real line prosecutors, real uh, uh, spies, and so forth and so on, they need us to do this for themselves so they can make sure uh, that they're not working for uh, institutions that have as, at their highest levels corrupt, politicized individuals who are abusing power. And as a republic, we must get this under control now. We must get it under control now. There's no turning back. There's no hiding from this. It is apparently ubiquitous, Lou. To, to protect the president from the false accusations, to, to protect the agents that work, as you described, and above all, to protect the people uh, who pay for this government, the taxpayer, mm. they have to protect the evidence. And, and if there's anything about speed and moving quickly, it's, it's to maintain the integrity of these subsequent cases that will ferret out these criminals. And, and I do not believe that this is the responsibility of an inspector general. Correct. This is the responsibility of, a, of an individual with absolute integrity uh, who will be very, very aggressive in getting to the bottom of these issues. When... 50 text messages over an important period of time go missing. Uh, somebody got rid of them. You know, somebody got rid of them. They just don't go missing. 50,000. Try to 50,000. Yeah. How much company time that involved back and forth mm-hmm. thinking about it and whatnot. That yeah. in and of itself has to be a violation in their policy and procedure. <laughs> oh, no, no. They're, they're supposed to see. Look, you're exactly right, Lou. Text messages, emails, they're just a new form of communication. And though that information, if it's done on uh, government equipment and done on government time, even with private equipment, belongs to the federal taxpayer. And it is supposed to be preserved. So the FBI has already violated the Federal Records Act. There's no question about it. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Let us continue. Marty, Sacramento, California, the great KSFO. Go. Well, I'm here, Mark. Pleasure to speak with you, sir. Thank you. Um, you know, I heard you say earlier in your show that you think that uh, it's time for Trump to fire Mueller. And no, I, I didn't. completely. Whoa, 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 whoa. When did I say that? Early in your show, the first hour. I never said that, and I've never have said that, because the result of that would be sure impeachment. So you're wrong. I don't know how you even heard that. Uh, well, perhaps it was Rush or maybe Mark Savage. Right, thanks for your call. Well, maybe it was somebody else. But it certainly wasn't me. Have I ever said that, Mr. Producer? 
No, of course not. Now people might say, get, get him, he ought to fire him. No, that is that would be very destructive to this president and his presidency. Very destructive. Well, maybe it was a rush. I don't know. No, I doubt that too. I don't know who it was. I don't really care either. Um, let's take a look at this guy, Chris Coons, who is a uh, Democrat uh, from Delaware. And I want you to listen to this guy. Of course, he's on the morning schmo. Uh, but he's talking to, who is Casey Hunt? I don't even know who Casey Hunt is. Who are these people? One of the crew must be from the hood, huh, Mr. Producer? Cut 14, go. Do you think Democrats are facing a potential insurrection like the one Republicans faced in 2010? And what do you say to those activists? Boy, I certainly hope not. Um, although when I look back at uh, the division in the Republican Party in 2010, uh, I'm grateful because it was a Tea Party primary here in Delaware uh, that made it possible for me to be in the United States Senate. So um, I'll say to Democrats, if you want to lose a guaranteed safe seat, have the kind of senseless, divisive primaries that happened here in Delaware and prevented uh, beloved former Congressman and Governor Mike Castle from being the... <laughs> Mike Castle, a big lib who always voted with the Democrats. You see, there is unity, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats and the Republicans hate the Tea Party, and they hated the Tea Party. Now, what he won't tell you is what else happened in 2010, which is, thanks to the Tea Party, the Republicans took the House, and they've held it ever since. And thanks to the Tea Party, the Republicans in the Senate made gains and even made more gains. Don't listen to McConnell and Rove. The architect who lost the House and the Senate in 2006, the architect where uh, his candidate, George W. Bush, who we all voted for, most of us, uh, didn't win the popular vote. We don't need to listen to the architect and McConnell. It's thanks to us, conservatives in the Tea Party, that the Republicans control everything. And it's when we stay home that they lose everything. But notice... This guy from Delaware, the Democrat, Chris Coon, sounds just like McConnell and Rove. Have you noticed that? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Oh, NBC dumps Bob Costas from the Super Bowl. Now I won't watch. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, maybe you cannot stop time, but you can definitely watch those saggy, droopy eyelids disappear with Chamonix's brand new Genesel eyelid treatment. Now here's Michelle from Modesto, California. She wrote, I love your new Genesel eyelid treatment. It really did a great job lifting and firming my droopy eyelids. Bravo, Chamonix, for this innovative, much-needed product. Now, you can read Michelle's full review and many more on Genesel.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. And I'm guessing my buddy Teddy has actually written a review, too. He loves this. And for a limited time, the brand-new Genesel Eye Lift is yours absolutely free when you order Genesel for bags and puffiness under the eye. And for results in 12 hours, the Genesel Immediate Effects is also free with your order. Go to Genesel.com now for extra savings coupons or just call them 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. 
1-800-227-6604. And for the first time ever, Chamonix is offering free three-day shipping and free returns on Genesel.com. Now, for a new year without bags, puffiness, or droopy eyelids, go to Genesel.com now or call them. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. That's 800-SKIN-604. Let us return. Let us see who else is behind the telephone lines. Tim, Portland, Oregon, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hey, Mark. 2010 or 2012, when Robert Mueller was director of the FBI, he made a change. Every special agent in charge, that is the leader of the regional offices, had to spend a year at the Washington headquarters. Had never been done before, so they've been sifting through these guys since then. Interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. here's another thing. Where were all the Whitewater documents when they disappeared? Well, I think the question answers itself. They disappeared. They were Isn't in Oklahoma City? All right, all right. Dump, dump, dump. All right. Ooh, my goodness. He was okay, and then he goes there into Cookville. Let's go to Tom in San Francisco, the great KSFO. Yes, Tom. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Okay. I'm a retired Marine officer. God bless you. I did 40 years in the FBI, starting wow. out as a special agent and ending up as the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, inspector. I don't know. General. Lower your radio. Lower your radio. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't think I'd get through to you. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Yeah. I finished up as the Inspector General in San Francisco. I have insights with regard to the white. Right, let's slow down. You're an, you're an, you're a regional, I guess, Inspector General in San Francisco for the FBI or the Department of Justice. For the Department of Justice, that's where the IG's office is located. Okay. 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 That came yeah. into existence in '88. I've been a member of it for the time that I was still in, and then when mm-hmm. I retired. I retired, what, two, three years ago? All right, tell us what you want to tell us before the clock hits uh, the witching hour. I hear you. What I'm wanting to tell you is you're on the right track, but you got to do a little bit more on this, what are they calling it, the internal society or something like that. When I got assigned to go back to the Bureau to do the investigation of the weapons and laptop job, you can't imagine the pressure that was put on me to come up with a report that exonerated the Bureau, all right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. can't go into specifics and a public commentary because mm-hmm. obviously those guys are listening to what I'm saying. You're not mm-hmm. keeping this quiet, are you? No, sir. Say what? No, sir. You're on the radio with millions of listeners. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you, it stinks. It stinks. And I know you're trying your best to get to the bottom of it, but there are people around that know. I ran into so many goddamn problems as All I right, got... All right, Dump. We can't curse on the radio. Go ahead. I'm an old author, boy. I should know better than that. Anyhow, all, right. all I'm trying to tell you is you're on the right track, but I can't give you the specifics as to how you can kneel it down. But I heard mm-hmm. your opening comments today, and you're on the right track. All I would ask is that if you could get back to me, other than being on the air, I could give you some specifics that you might be able to follow up on. All right, well, have Mr. Producer speak to you. All right, my friend, don't hang up. We appreciate your call very much. 
I know I'm on the right track. The problem is, you know, I'm a radio host. I don't have any subpoena power, no investigative power. We need a special counsel now. Even those who are holdouts on such a thing, they have to admit this has gone so far that it takes extraordinary action to address this. Extraordinary action to address this. Look, when you have guys like Andy McCarthy and Joe DeGeneva and me, all of whom have worked in different aspects of the Department of Justice, saying that this is really, really bad, it's really, really bad. It really is bad, based on my experience and their experience. Uh, there is no way, I cannot believe, that there is any way Mueller didn't know about Strzok. Not every tweet and every text and all the rest, but he had to know he was a partisan. Because Mueller has loaded his operation with partisans. And to take Jim Comey's testimony like it's important testimony, when Jim Comey should be having, should be defending himself. I mean, to bring Jim Comey in to talk about Trump, isn't that hilarious, ladies and gentlemen, when he was leaking stuff on Trump from his own memoranda? I mean, to me, Jim Comey is the one who ought to be in the hot seat, among others. All right, we've got a lot more tomorrow. I hope you'll join us. Check out Levin TV tonight. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, and I salute you. Hang tough, America. Hang tough. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.